Ladies and gentlemen, we have got another example of hostile architecture, meaning something people are putting outside of their buildings, outside of their business, outside of their homes to deter the homeless drug addicts from invading their space, coming in and stealing their stuff, posting up, leaving garbage, all that good stuff. What is it? It is a sonic device. What is it? It's a sonic device. Let's get into it. Here we go. We've talked about classical music. Somebody said in the comments, <laughs> I would play only opera with a lot of solos <laughs> real loud if, if they had a business. Store owners, apartment project owners, single family owners, hotel owners, managers, they're all coming up with whatever they can to keep the riffraff away, right? Because it's, it's just gotten so bad in so many of these cities. San Francisco right now, the story is from San Francisco. San Francisco right now is being criticized because they went through and did a real cleanup job before the APEC conference, the Asia Pacific Economic Whatever It Is conference. They really polished the turd up to the point where Gavin Newsom said, yeah, we cleaned it all up, but, but we've been working on that. We've been having those conversations for a long time. Yeah, you've been polishing the turd in advance for months and months because you knew when the, when the president of China comes to town, he's not going to look kindly at your major thoroughfares just being loaded up with homeless encampments, catching on fire, people running around chasing each other with guns, you know, illicit drugs, stolen goods being sold on the corner along with 13-year-olds. And President of China, he's like not down with that. He's not a homie to that kind of thing, right? So uh, San Francisco has just been wildly at work trying to clean things up, trying to, you know, increase their their image because so much attention is going to be put has and it's this this coming week i'm recording this for you on a monday and uh, it's this week that the apec conference happens it started happening on saturday now some of the other businesses that will benefit are the legal weed stores reading about that the strip clips yeah and then the uh, the restaurants that people are going to go out to but, you know, San Fran's got such a reputation right now. I think the, a lot of these folks are just going to hunker down in their really nice hotels and call it good. Yeah, I can't really see what's going on out the window, but I'm just going to stay here because it seems pretty nice here. I hear that there's shenanigans that go on out there. Well, for most of San Francisco, they won't have the cleanup process. It's just the areas, the main areas that are impacted by the conference. So let's talk about let's talk about an area here. San Francisco resident Jasmine Zhu slept soundly at night until Monday when a piercing whine began permeating her apartment. The discomfort-inducing sound emanates from the Chevron gas station on Van Ness Avenue near her building. All right, Van Ness Avenue, major thoroughfare, north and south, and um, it has got some homeless encampments. Some of them have been cleaned up, some of them not so much. So you go outside of the Moscone Center, and um, they've got literally radiuses of areas where you're going to have security, and a lot of that has just been cleaned up. I mean, I was watching video of 
one area that had just been loaded with homeless tents. And now they've got those big planters, those big oval planters that are, aren't really planters. They're feeding troughs for cattle, for livestock, but they're solid uh, or they're stainless steel. So you can use them as planters and they're fine. Some of them even still had the stickers on them, right? All right, we got to get this down before somebody pitches a tent here. Don't worry about the sticker. Leave it. It'll be fine. So the noise goes through the glass, Zoo said. I try and get eight hours of sleep every night, and now I'm waking up like every two hours. I used to sleep through the night. Well, I mean, that's kind of, this is this is part and parcel of what you get for living in a city like San Francisco, where the businesses are so impacted by the shenanigans going on 24-7. This is a byproduct of that, and I really don't blame the businesses at all. <laughs> I don't. I, it's just like, well, that's that's what you get. This is this is what you you know. You, you may not have implicitly signed up for this, but when you live in a city where this is what the business managers and owners have to deal with, yeah, take what you get. Chevron said the sonic device was installed to prevent loiterers who might harass or threaten its employees. Still, the high-pitched whine has the unintended effect of tormenting law-abiding residents, including Zoo. Okay, yeah, that does suck. But when you live close to Van Ness, this is one of those byproducts, right? I mean, you got them in your community. That sucks. But this is the deal. This is nothing new. I do not blame the, the gas stations for attempting this. Is it, is it hostile architecture? Now, only if you're homeless and you want to hang out there. Otherwise, put some earplugs in and call it a day, right? Because you knew going in that Van S is, you know, kind of no man's land as far as just, you know, the, the homeless addicts just doing their thing. Homeless advocates say the gas station uh, speaker is the latest addition to hostile architecture on and around Van Ness Avenue meant to deter the presence of unhoused people. Some other things that we have talked about here on News for Reasonable People. By the way, love to have you hit that subscribe button. Hit that like if you're enjoying this video. Hit the notification bell so that you get notified each time. We're releasing two pieces of content Monday through Friday, once on Saturday, once on Sunday. Love to have you subscribe, do all that good stuff. Other things that we've talked about that count as hostile architecture on this channel would be, we had one guy who was, well, we'll back all the way up. We've had mini marts. We've had a cheesesteak in Philadelphia owner of a cheesesteak business hire people with AK-47s with, yeah, with heavy duty artillery, <laughs> you know? Uh, you, you've got that kind of thing going on, but that's basic security. Actual architecture, you've had a 7-Eleven owner, I think it was in California, um, pouring oil everywhere around the front of the 7-Eleven entrance, most notably on kind of the little raised brick garden bed areas that typically have plants in them to make it look nice, but the homeless drug addicts would hang out there. So he's pouring oil to make that not so much of a thing. Uh, I believe it was a hotel not far from here in in San Francisco that was uh, using a sprinkler system to keep the sidewalk behind the hotel free of people doing stuff, right? People doing stuff. We have had people playing loud classical music. We've had people playing the opera. 
uh, just anything you can think of, it's a go. People playing hard rock music here in Seattle? Yeah. I mean, that one to me would be like, ah, this is just how I go to sleep at night. But other folks are kind of more like, oh, this is terrible. This is awful. This isn't what we signed up for. When you're in an area where you've got that kind of stuff going on, this is what you get. Zoo said she has no recourse but to make complaints to the city for help. She and her husband have filed 311 complaints daily, Zoo said. That's the non-emergency complaint system. I just want to get some sleep, Zoo said. 16 noise complaints have been filed about the gas station located at Van Ness Avenue and Pine Street in the past week, according to 311 data. Despite the complaints, the high-pitched whine drones on. Business owners are doing whatever they can to keep their businesses not having the riffraff around, you know? And it's it's such an issue that they go to these measures of, all right, yeah, let's do whatever we can. Hope we don't get caught. Hope nobody complains. Uh, if they complain, who cares? The standard, that's who wrote this article, the San Francisco Standard, used a sound level meter to measure the volume of the sonic device at the gas station and found it to be 83.1 decibels. 80 decibels is about the same volume as an alarm clock. All right, this is a good one. It's according to the American Academy of Audiology. That's loud. That's loud. But it's going to have to be loud to keep the whacked out drug addicts off the front porch, right? Off the front porch, just away, stay away. I know all kinds of things. Um, you talk about how about, you know, the Nancy Pelosi federal building putting up massive fence with pointy tops <laughs> to keep the riffraff away from the federal building, even though the workers at the federal building have been told to work from home because it is no longer safe in that area. That's some architecture by the federal government. Planter boxes are another thing. Um, you've got the eco blocks. Sometimes they're just straight up concrete blocks that I've shown in, uh, I did a walkthrough video of the Ballard area when Target was shutting down a couple of stores. And out in front of Fremont Brewing, you can see just a line of eco blocks, which these ones were concrete. I think they were straight concrete. Some of them are plastic and filled with water or whatever to make them heavy sand. But the concrete ones, they weigh, I think it's a thousand pounds. Can't move them. You also can't put a tent on top of them, right? Uh, underneath un underpasses, oftentimes you'll see enormous boulders. Just a sea of boulders. You're like, what is going on there? Well, it's pretty hard to pitch a tent on top of a boulder. So those are all examples of exactly what this store manager, owner, whatever it is, is trying to accomplish. Keeping those doing shenanigans away. Keeping people away that are responsible for just all of the nonsense going on. Anthony Campos, an unhoused man who often uses the gas station's bathroom, said the noise is irritating and places an unfair burden on people who aren't sleeping near the gas station. Huh. Well, yeah, uh, I get that. And it would be annoying if this happened kind of midway through your lease. But it's also like you knew what you were getting into. You probably got some pretty cheap rent, right? Maybe not at San Fran, but relative to San Fran, Van S, busy arterial, all kinds of stuff going on. Hopefully you got some cheap rent. You're living there. Ah, oh, now we got to deal with this. 
It's disrespectful to the general public, especially people not loitering. Well, what I would say is disrespectful to the general public is the city allowing this kind of stuff to just go unchecked. Just let anybody live wherever. But then again, this is what city of San Francisco wanted. They wanted all the homeless folks to just live willy-nilly wherever because they have proven with the APEC conference, they can clean it up. They need to Johnny on the spot, clean things up, get the turd shined a little bit. They can do it. Gavin Newsom came right out and said, Governor Gavin Newsom came right out and said, yeah, we did it, but we've been working on this for a long time. Well, maybe you work on it a long time moving forward and get the whole state cleaned up. Oh, that's a tricky one. Don't want that. Here's the reality. You can push people away with this hostile architecture. You can push people away with clearing them out and putting up boulders, putting up, you know, whatever it is to prevent tents from going down. Those people are going to go somewhere. They don't just disappear. Their drug addictions don't just magically go away. So you're, all you're doing is just moving people around. This gas station owner, I don't blame them at all for doing this. It's disrespectful to the general public, especially people not loitering. Yeah, but you can't distinguish between the two. So Annette Wagner is the building manager for the Rockwell condo building on Pine Street across from the gas station and said that she has received more than a dozen complaints from residents about the noise. She said residents and building security have told her that the high pitched noise plays as early as 6 a.m. and as late as 11 p.m. Wagner and Zhu both said the speaker goes off intermittently at random, seemingly with no set schedule. That's to drive you crazy so you leave the area, so you don't just sit around and loiter out in front. Yeah, it goes off during quiet hours, so you can't even open a window to get fresh air when you sleep, Wagner said. Well, what about the stores that are working with homeless drug addicts out in front? I've talked about the 7-Eleven in Portland, where I literally had to step over a homeless dude who had crapped his pants, and he was literally in front of the door. I was taking my my son, Brennan, uh, to, to go into that 7-Eleven because I was just like, hey, let's see what's going on. This was early in the morning. It was it would have been a Sunday morning. We were there on a Friday night or Saturday night catching the uh, mostly peaceful downtown Portland protests that end with uh, federal officers just raiding the area and throwing out gas. <laughs> just just a cluster of events nightly that was happening in Portland. But I wanted to check out this 7-Eleven. I knew there was a 7-Eleven there. Literally, guy had crapped his pants and he's sleeping out in front. And you have to walk over him. You know, just... Uh, that's what these store owners and these store managers are trying to prevent. Hostile architecture? Yeah, but it makes sense. It goes off during quiet hours. You can't even open a window to get fresh air when you sleep. All right. Yep, that sucks. That sucks. But this is what you wanted. You let people sleep on the streets. This is a byproduct of that. This is what you get. Shenanigans have consequences, don't they? Wagner said she asked the gas station clerk to turn off the sound, and the clerk told her employees don't control the speaker. That's smart. Only corporate does. Wagner said she filed a complaint with Chevron on Tuesday, and the company hasn't responded. Huh, not shocked there, right? She called police the same day and said officers told her Friday the noise complaints are outside of the department's purview, as it is a civil matter, and advised her to consult her attorney. See, that's where I think the whole sound thing is a better call than the sprinkler system. 
where you're, you know, you're literally washing people down. Cause look what happened to that poor guy who was the, um, the art, uh, the art gallery owner who was just literally cleaning down the sidewalk and, you know, he hosed down a homeless, just whacked out of her mind person. And yeah, he got assault charges, battery charges. I think it was just insane. So the noise thing. Yeah. Outside of the department's purview from the police as it's a civil matter. Okay. Go in that direction and advised her to consult her attorney. Wagner said the next step is issuing a cease and desist letter demanding deactivation of the speaker. Huh? Well, good luck with that. I mean, this whole thing is just an enormous cluster. You shouldn't have to have a sonic device to keep away the homeless whacked out of their mind drug addicts. Shouldn't, shouldn't be a thing, but it is. And that's where you get this just enormous cluster of <laughs> what you got going on here to the point where Gavin Newsom is justifying, oh, we've been working on this for months. We knew we could do it too, but and, and then anything that comes after but is just a justification for not having had this cleaned up before. The city can clean it up. They just can't clean it up in mass in the entire city because they, you know, do the whack-a-mole and clean it out and homeless encampment comes right back in, right? We are working with local authorities to ensure anti-loitering tools comply with local noise regulations, a Chevron spokesperson told the standard in a text. That is basically, we're reimagining and rethinking what anti-loitering looks like. And we will work with uh, local authorities. And if this violates something, eh, you know, corporate, blame corporate. The protection of our employees, customers, and premises is our top priority. There you go. There you go. Whatever it takes is what they're saying. Don't really care about your little sleeping issue. Don't really care. Plus, you signed up for this. You're living in San Francisco and you're living on Van Ness. Yep. The gas station manager did not respond to a request for comment. I, I'm not shocked there, right? Just another tactic is our next uh, section. Kelly Cutler, who sits on the local homeless coordinating board for San Francisco's Department of Homeless and Supportive Housing, said that the speaker is the latest example of hostile architecture or infrastructure meant to deter people from gathering in a particular place. It's not just gathering. It is everything else that goes with this ridiculous lifestyle that is the homeless addict. I was reading a story and it was, where was it in the U.S.? It was in Oklahoma, Shawnee, Oklahoma. They've got an area in Shawnee, Oklahoma, where these homeless advocates bring food to the homeless population and they bring it in styrofoam containers. But the homeless people just leave it wherever. They just, you know, and that's my, that's one of my main complaints is the amount of garbage from the homeless population, from the whacked out, drugged out homeless population, the amount of garbage. It's like they literally don't throw, it's not even like they don't throw anything away. Toss it on the street. They know they'll get swept. They know somebody will come by and clean up their crap. And so city of Shawnee said, all right, in order for you to bring food to the homeless population, we're going to require you to have a permit so that we know who to tag for all this garbage that has been left behind when the homeless people who have zero responsibility, most of them, large percentage of them, just leave stuff all over styrofoam. 
you know, in Portland, they're talking about getting rid of gas uh, blowers, you know, that, you know, have that high whiny sound. It's like, all right, look at the amount of garbage in the city of Portland relative to what emissions come out of a, a gas powered blower, leaf blower. Hey, really? You're going to complain to the, about the impact of the environment about a gas powered blower. Yeah, no, I, I do have a, an electric blower. I've got two of them. I got one that's quartered and one that's not one's a black and Decker and one's an ego. I think they're great, but I didn't do that because I was concerned about emissions into the environment. I just think that they're more convenient. The corded one, not so much, but it's got a kick. Those electric motors, they go, but there's nothing like cranking up a gas powered blower. Is there? I had a Ryobi for years. It was a good blower. It literally like went for like 10 years. Just the sound of that. And it's like a chainsaw or a little mini bike, right? There's something to be said for that. It's just another tactic, Cutler said. We're seeing it more and more everywhere. Well, because the issues have gotten worse. The homeless drug addicts just take over areas. So the, the homeowners, the business owners, the business managers, they got to fight back and the city isn't doing a damn thing to help them. So here's what you get. Unlike the shit city of Shawnee, Oklahoma, which is a city outside to the south and east of Oklahoma City, where they're like, hey, you leave garbage in our city. We're going to tag you with the fine. We're going to make you get a permit. We're going to know who is bringing all these styrofoam containers to our homeless population. And then you guys are responsible for cleaning that up because we don't want to see just the absolute amounts of garbage that the homeless community leaves behind. And it's consistent, right? It's consistent. The streets in San Francisco, streets in Philadelphia, they come by twice a day to clean up. And guess what? You know, they power wash. And it's at the end of the day, it's just, it's right back to square one because nobody has any responsibility for putting garbage in a garbage can. The area near Van Ness seems to be a hotspot of measures meant to make unhoused people uncomfortable. On Eddy Street near Van Ness, a pair of speakers plays music from Star Wars. All right. To discourage people from congregating nearby. I'm okay with that. On the same block as the Star Wars speakers, a hotel had installed sprinklers to douse homeless people sleeping nearby. There you go. There's the sprinklers. It has since been announced plans to remove them. I think they removed them just, they removed them just about as that story broke. They're like, Oh, good Lord. That is not exactly up to coat because they put the sprinklers in without a building permit. The use of sprinklers and speakers to deter loitering is hardly a new practice in San Francisco. Cutler said that the playing music or other noises to make homeless people move is ultimately pointless and does nothing to solve the issue of homelessness. Instead, it just encourages unhoused people to move to a quieter locale. Yes, away from said speakers. That's the point. It works perfectly for those who have the speakers. But if you don't and you're getting an influx of the homeless homeless uh, drug addicts. Yeah, this is what you wanted. You wanted to live in a city that had this. So, you know, there you go. The best option is working to get people into housing, Cutler said. It would be more productive to put pressure on the city to do something about it. There's already a million people putting pressure on the city to do something about the homeless population. But you know what the city does? Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll clean it up when there's like a major event. Like APEC coming to town. Oh, we got the president of China coming. Good Lord. It's like when I would, and I've talked about this, appraising real estate 
And um, I'd show up in somebody's front porch and they'd say, they'd, you know, open the door and I'd say who I was. And they're like, oh, I forgot you were coming. If I knew you were coming, I would have cleaned the house up a little bit. And you look past their shoulder, past the front door, and you're like, that house is a wreck. There's no way you would have cleaned that up. Good luck with that. The best option is getting people into housing. Yeah. Good luck with that. Without involuntarily being able to put people into housing, these addicts don't want to go anywhere. And the reason they're living in tents and the reason they're loitering around 7-Eleven or loitering around the Chevron is because that's what they do. Yeah. And that's where they congregate. They can go in the store, rip some stuff off, come back outside, sell it, do a little drugs, rinse, repeat. Yeah. So if a store has to put a little audio sound out there, eh, you know, <laughs> It's a, it's a tough world out there, right? Department of Public Health and San Francisco Police Department, which responded to noise complaints during and after business hours, respectively, did not respond to requests for comment. Hey, could, could you talk to us about the sound emanating from the Chevron gas station? Yeah. I mean, there's really nothing about that story that is shocking, is there? Other than it's louder than a damn alarm clock. Yeah. This is what business owners have to resort to, to try and keep the thin, thin layer of reasonable between their stores and the people posting up out in front. You know, over in Seattle, you see the impact that that has on stores. I mean, it's just, it's like, oh, this is not good. You got a certain percentage of people who are like, why? I don't even see any crime ever. This is just the most normal thing ever. Well, that was true. But then how come San Fran cleaned up for the APEC conference? Because not everybody's down with the homeless addicts screaming at the clouds. They're not okay with that. They're not okay with having their stuff jacked. They're not okay with having their car broken into because somebody's doing a little bipping. They're not okay with that. Store owners are on their own. They're on their own in San Francisco. They're just trying to get by like everybody else and make things happen, meaning keeping the riffraff away. And so if they got to do something that's a little bit louder than an alarm clock, you know, this is what you signed up for. A little chaos? Absolutely. But so is the chaos going on at that store where they're trying to prevent this. They wouldn't be putting out the sonic alarm clock if they didn't have a real reason to either. I'm guessing that you can hear that sound inside the store. Imagine being a store clerk, having that door swing open, and you hear that, that sound going off. Maybe it's just at night. What did we say that was? I think it was pretty random. Um, sometimes it was as late as midnight and as early as 6 a.m. It was early as 6 a.m. and as late as 11 p.m. Yeah, that's annoying. That's annoying. It's meant to be. And you wouldn't have to be doing this if you ran your city in a reasonable manner with not allowing people to live willy nilly wherever. But that's not what San Francisco's doing. That's not what Seattle's done in a lot of cases. We'll just have to see how this plays out. I don't expect, <laughs> don't really expect to have an update on this one, but it's much more, it, it, it's a, it's, it's just yet another example at the lengths people have to go to in these blue cities that have just allowed their street conditions to get wildly out of control. It's what you got going on. All right. That's it for me on this one. Thanks so much for being here. I'll catch up with you on the next one. Bye for now.